Okay, guys, welcome back to the BJJ 101 Story and Podcast. This is episode 27, and we have an awesome guest in Jess, Jessica Lloyd, um, or Jess, as everyone at the gym calls her. So, um, yeah, Jess. <laughs> yeah, she probably prefers Jess a little bit more, so Jess is good. Um, like, we always start with a like a generic question. Like, we know you around the gym. You're a purple belt that's been here for a while. You've been training, competing, and, um, you know, teaching children and teaching the women's classes and things like that and helping and stuff like that type of thing. But can you just like introduce yourself a little bit? If you want to talk a little bit about your upbringing or childhood, that's up to you as well. But just like kind of where you come from, who you are, and then also where you kind of like were introduced to martial arts. Okay. Um, so I was born in Sydney. I grew up there and I moved up here when I was 21. And I first came across BJJ Pretty late, actually. My partner and our old roommate introduced me to it when I was 26. So I actually watched them roll one day, and that's kind of what got me into it. Yeah. So I started training at 27. I think it was like um, 2017. Okay. Yeah. Was that in New South Wales, in Sydney? No, that was here. This is my first gym. Yeah. Okay, here in Gaha. Yeah, Gaha, first gym. Yeah. Jess, how did you came about to come here as well? What what was the process? Um. I think my partner looked up um, a bunch of gyms and he saw you guys were five star and there was like a bunch of really good reviews and we were pretty close because we were living in, um, well, he was living in Lutwich and I was living in Ashgrove. Yeah. So, oh, actually, no, um, I was, we were both living in Stafford at the time. Okay. So, yeah, this was like one of the closest gyms and, you know, had a really good reputation. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people say that, like, when we talk to people like, oh, why'd you pick this gym? Oh, it's the convenient, you know, it's the closest gym or whatever, which is, which is a, which like, helps a lot. Yeah, it helps well. a lot for sure. Yeah. So, it's but, a really interesting yeah. kind of. But it's, it's yeah. good to have good reviews, you know, we do have really good positive reviews. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, seen any bad reviews. No. Yeah, we're we always striving <laughs> yeah. to do better, you know. Yeah. But um, so, and when you started here, uh, what actually, you just saw him training, you said, well, I want to try these, or you also feel that somehow, uh, you were like, there was some sort of like, oh, I want to get into a sport or f- more physical things, or you're bored of what's the sport that you were doing back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing weightlifting and I was actually getting really bored of like okay. forcing myself to go to the gym and like lifting weights. And I don't know, I, it was really hard for me to actually force myself to go. And um, yeah, we actually went on a holiday up to, you know, Binabar, Binabar is in um, Gold Coast. It's the okay. hinterlands. Yeah. We went on like a little holiday to the lodge up there, uh, Binabara Lodge. Yeah. And we went for like a massive walk. We came back from the walk and we realized we didn't have any internet. And um, my partner and our roommate at the time decided to roll like in this random library kind okay. of conference room. Yeah. And apparently I turned to my friend and I was like, I'm going to do this one day. Yeah. So that was like my decided moment where I was like, I'm going to. Just going to try it just from watching yeah. it. And yeah. So what do you think like kind of um, like drew you to that or finding that interesting? I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like um, what it was just something that I'd never seen before. Like I didn't watch UFC or anything like that. Yeah. And I just thought it was really interesting because um, my old roommate, he was a blue belt. So yeah. he obviously had more technical ability than my partner. But just watching him like control – my partner, and then submit him. I was like, what, what the hell just happened? I think he got him in like an arm bar or something. Was he a lot smaller than your partner? A little bit smaller. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And my partner has um, like martial arts experience. He's been working in security, was working in security for about 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just really interesting to see um, 
somebody like control somebody in that way and then submit them. I was like, well, what is this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And Jess, when you started, uh, there were not many girls back then, mm -hmm. right? Uh, even though the the female uh, jiu-jitsu uh, community is growing massively. We've just been to, a couple of days ago, actually, we've been to a competition in Melbourne. There mm -hmm. was a brown and black belt uh, competition. Yeah, eight-woman eight tournament. Yeah, yeah. To eight-woman uh, tournament that was amazing, actually. The level was great. Yeah. But also, you know, so that just shows how much it's been growing. Mm -hmm. Um And so, what was the challenges that you had back then? Like, uh, to start it, there was a very male-dominated, there wasn't many probably people your size, you know, what was the yeah. challenge that you faced back then? Um, it was actually very intimidating to come to a gym with, like, just males. I think the thing that kind of eased the anxiety was my partner was rolling with me a little bit at home prior to actually coming into the yeah. gym. And he built my confidence up. He'd be like, you know, you're really strong and yeah. exhale this stuff. They kind of built my confidence to the point where I could actually come into the gym and then train. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, is that what you mean? Like in, in terms yeah. of like a challenge? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like aside from um, you feel intimidated, like mm. in training as well, mm -hmm. um, the, 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 there was probably bigger guys, you know what I mean? Like you find that also... Uh, much harder for you than, for example, what we achieve right now. You know, yeah. right now we have like a ladies-only class yeah, where yeah. it's kind of sanctuary. It's, uh, uh, you know, like a, you're going to have the ability to train with other girls, you know, about normally similar weights, similar technical level, etc. Mm -hmm. What do you think that difference you think? I actually thought it was really fun because all of the guys are really nice and nobody, like, monstered me. Like, yeah. you know, they kind of, they knew by training here and like talking with you guys and stuff that that's not what you do to somebody that is small. You don't just use all of your strength on them. So I actually had a really good experience. Yeah. I thought I, it was fun. I think that's rolling with bigger people, like testing myself. And if anything, it kind of, um, being a smaller person was like, I didn't have to put so much pressure on myself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whereas if I, I feel like if I was a bigger person, I'd feel like, Oh, maybe I have to like win or, So I didn't really feel like that, yeah, so much when I started. The way you kind of saw it kind of helped you a little bit. Yeah, with your yeah, yeah that's like, oh, you know, like, I think, if I fail, like, whatever, it's yeah. fine. I think, yeah. like, I think that does come a lot from, like, something that, like, some gyms do a good job of implementing. Like, yeah. Eduardo always had, like, things around the gym saying, if you're a, if you're a white belt, you're not allowed to train with some of the women. If you're a blue and above, mm. then you can train with them, things like that. So we've yeah. always, like kind of like encourage people to be focusing on a particular way of training when they train with people smaller than them or physically less like dominating than them and that type of thing. So yeah. I think that has a lot to do with like the culture of the gym because like yeah. I haven't really witnessed it that much, but I've had, I've heard other people talk about, you know, certain MMA gyms or things that are quite rough where mm -hmm. there isn't that same duty of care. And they don't really care. What, I have stories of kids when I, you know, when I went to boarding school and there's like a 16-year-old kid that's going to some MMA gym, training jiu-jitsu and boxing and stuff like that. And people just destroying them and breaking their noses and just beating yeah. the shit out of them. So, like, I think it's it's important, like you said, like you, you did your homework, you found a gym that had five stars and all these good reviews and that type yeah. of thing. And that also kind of helps with the kind of... Mm -hmm. um, like how you're received and that type of thing there. So, yeah. but yeah, that's very interesting. Like a lot of people might use that 
scenario as more of like an excuse to why they're going to be uncomfortable, but you figured out to kind of like in a way to frame it in a way that it's like, oh, everyone's awesome and I'm not big, so I'm just going to like yeah, yeah. do whatever I can. So that's a pretty interesting kind of way yeah. to look at it as well. Yeah. 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 With, um, I think if I'd gone to an MMA gym and I actually had been to a couple of MMA gyms in the yeah. past and done like a sparring session with no technical training at all. Yeah. And that, had that experience kind of put, put me off. I didn't okay. actually go back to those gyms. I did it like once or twice and I'm like, oh. Is it just because it was like too intense or too it was, extreme or It was or? very intense. Like I remember I did a sparring session with um my partner yeah. and a couple of his friends and I didn't have any Muay Thai experience. I was just like flailing and like just yeah, yeah. freaking out. I had no idea what was going on. And um, after that, I was like, yeah, I don't think I'll do that again. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it really depends on the gym. And I think having like a jiu-jitsu specific okay. yeah. gym, it kind of gives it like a certain type of, like feeling and environment and like sense of community that maybe like MMA gyms would have that as well. But it is a little bit different because it feels like it's kind of like split down the middle. You have people doing striking and then you have people doing wrestling and then MMA and then, yeah. you know. They kind of like create segregations within yeah. all the groups and yeah. stuff within the gym, yeah. And it can be distracting as yeah. well. That's something I've noticed because um, I've been training at a couple of gyms, like MMA gyms, and they'll have music, like really loud music for like, the this class, yeah. yeah and then they'll have like the bjj gym and i'm like oh this is so different to gaha like yeah. gaha is like you're really just focused and it's like quiet wow. and everyone's like listening to you know the technique and yeah instruction whatever very different it's hard when you've got like four classes going at once and people hitting pads <laughs> and trying to listen to a technique for sure yeah, yeah. and then the music as well yeah. and then like they have like a regular gym maybe like weightlifting yeah. and it's just it feels more chaotic yeah. yeah absolutely and yeah. that's an interesting point because like people are extremely emotional and even like the like you're saying just like the music you're listening to or mm -hmm. the intensity in the area like that changes how you receive information that changes how you're going to train that changes all that stuff because it affects you like yep. as much as we all think we're you know zen warriors and stuff like that <laughs> we're affected by our environment and if you go to an environment that's generally more intense mm -hmm. you're probably going to exert things in a way that's more intense yeah if it's, the environment's more relaxed and chilled and kind of comfortable you're probably going to exert yourself or apply yourself in that way so that's an interesting point to and you, yeah and even the noise as well the everything that comes around with that you know like for example some people struggle to study at home because the phone might ring or you know something might happen but then they go to a library super silently mm. super silent and then they just be able to study like yeah if you have a lot of noise i remember Back in Brazil at one point, uh, they had capoeira really close. It's nearly impossible. Have you seen a capoeira class? They play drums. They yeah, sing. Yeah. They Crazy scream. Drums, yeah. The fingers, like, you know, it's almost like a religious ritual happening. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and you want to pay attention on a sweep, for example. Yeah. Jesus Christ, good luck with that. Mm -hmm. I didn't Very realize difficult. they sang. I thought it, I pictured just dancing. Because no, that's what I heard. It's just dancing. They have instruments. Like, they have what they call birimbao, which is an instrument yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, string instrument. Yeah, string instrument. They have a bit of drums. They have a bit of... Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, let's go down the road and beat them all up. Mm. Stop. <laughs> beautiful sport. Oh, don't let me wrong. Beautiful sport, great fitness. But it, it just... Uh, uh, just give you an example of the how the noise can really disturb mm. when you try to focus on one thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think also you lose a little bit of their essence. Uh, for example, 
It's a difference as well, I find, if you're going to do yoga at a yoga place or in a place that's going to be okay, now we're just going to do yoga here, mm-hmm. as to do a yoga in a, you know, in a, one of these big chain gyms, gyms, you know what I mean, where, you know, it's not the same. Oh, yeah, totally. It doesn't feel the same. Yeah, I've done that. And you can just hear the, like, the there'll be like a bah! spin class next door. Yeah, 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 yeah. With electronic music. Come on, everybody, keep yeah. the cycle up. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so, no. Jess, uh, do you believe, I, you know, we always uh, here, we always trying to find better ways to do things, you know, and this is one of the reasons why we, we're being doing well, you know, we're getting reviews and people enjoying, we're creating a better community and better lifestyle for a lot of people. And I, I think that nowadays with the ladies' classes happening, uh, we got, and they, and they have the, these other uh, policies that Anton was mentioning that, you know, white belts cannot train with girls and mm-hmm. The girls are able to come to any classes as well. So having this formula, do you think this is a very good formula that we achieve? Do you have any other, Do you or do you think we achieve a really amazing formula right now? Or do you think there's still something that could be done for for the girls? Um, and in saying that, just to finish my question, do you think that, that the girls, what do you think if a girl want to start in jiu-jitsu as well? What do you think they should do? What is your advice for them? So two questions. Yeah, it, it depends on the girl and, you know, what they want to achieve. Um, mm. So would you suggest her, for example, to come to the ladies only at first? Yeah, again. I would. Again, I think it depends on the girl. I think mm. some girls come into jiu-jitsu with the goal of wanting to be able to roll with men and be able to handle themselves. Protect themselves. Yeah. yeah. So the first thing maybe if they are able to do that that's the first thing they would want to do is come in and train with the guys right um so i've actually noticed like there's almost like a migration happening from like the women's class to the men's class where girls will come and they'll come and train in the um, women's class and then you know for some of them when they feel comfortable they want to go and train with the men so i feel like i really encourage that that they actually go and train with the guys yeah um because yeah i mean i was talking to my partner about this the other day and i'm like i really have the men men to thank for a lot of my technical ability a lot of the people that i've trained with have been males yeah yeah. so as well as females we did have a couple of females in the beginning um but yeah so i i think it's good for girls to kind of just do whatever you feel like do whatever you want to do if you want to train with the guys train with the guys if you want to come and train with the girls come train with the girls if you want to train both which i believe yeah yeah just do do both Ah. do both yeah okay so it's really up to the individual. Like, I, I really don't think that they should feel, like, obliged to come and train at the female class. Mm-hmm. But, like, I kind of see the gym as, like, not really, like, divided, like, females, males. No I way. I would like to see it, like, t- like together. Yeah. Males and females. Yeah. And the males really do help the females to develop their skills and they help them to feel comfortable rolling with males. Oh, I love roll so. with – I always loved roll with uh, – with uh, females because they're super technical, you know, and if mm-hmm. I just didn't put any strength, you know what I mean, just equal, do equalizer on the strength, it's amazing training. Yeah. Always had this impression, always had this feeling anyway. Yeah. And yeah. learn from them, it's beautiful. It doesn't, it doesn't really count nothing, you know what I mean, in that sense, you know, it's just, you can learn from everyone regardless, eh? Yeah, yeah. Just circling back to like Eduardo's question though, is it, mm-hmm. what do you think like for, for any ladies that are, or girls or ladies that are struggling to actually just like take that step to come in and 
commit to training because it might be threatening or daunting or whatever? Is there anything that you can kind of like, like help them walk through that kind of like yeah. thinking or whatever? I think that if you're waiting for the perfect moment or like to feel comfortable, comfortable, or, yeah. that time might not ever come. Yeah. You have to, if you're feeling nervous about training, you have to feel the nervousness and do it anyway. Just start. Like just even if you're only training, you know, if it's too much for you, even if you can only train like once a week, consistency is different for everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, consistency for some people is once every two weeks, once a week, once a month, whatever. Just, yeah, you just have to start. Just take that step. And, yeah, if you feel afraid, do it anyway. That's the only way you can overcome it is just do it anyway. Mm. That's my advice. Commit to action. Yeah, commit yeah. to action because so much you can, you know, think about it all day every day and you know wish and hope that you could do it but unless you actually take the step to actually do it you know nothing's going to happen i think jiu-jitsu breaks a little bit this uh, conception that is like aggressive because it's actually artsy you know what i mean so mm -hmm. people come here think oh my god what's going to happen you know martial arts and we're going to get uh you know people going to get all over me and all that but then yeah. they realize wow this is just a game that we're playing like a chess with using our own body yeah, yeah. It's very artsy. It's very, yeah. but we use a lot of our brains, you know, and our, our movement, you know, you know. So it's, it's no threatening, you know. At the end of the day, so they leave with a smile in the face, you know what I mean? At least yeah. they've done it. You're not gonna get punched in the face. You're so. not gonna get punched. I'm gonna <laughs> That's exactly right. Like, no elbow in the head. Maybe you can do some striking later. <laughs> yeah. I think I think um, what jujitsu is is like and a lot of people talk about this stuff is it's like it's what it's 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 what you put into it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. if you come aggressive and crazy and all this stuff you're gonna you're gonna create that type of training yeah so if you come here to bash people you're gonna get some type of feedback on that from your partner because like unless the person's way more skilled than you they probably don't have the ability to train with you in a way that's calm and relaxed mm -hmm. as you lift intensity other people do like so if you want to have a relaxed, calm training, you can absolutely have that. You just have to come with that approach and, and have more the approach of learning as opposed to winning and bashing and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, again, like anybody that comes from any other sporting background or whatever, most of the time it's about intensity. Intensity means you win. The problem yeah. with jiu-jitsu is because it's so technical and like if you haven't been training for a long time, you have to try to make up for that technicality with explosion or strength or speed or athleticism. Mm -hmm. It becomes like that type of brawl type training that, again, it can be good sometimes, but mm -hmm. you shouldn't like try to train like that all the time. So I just wanted to comment on what Eduardo was saying. It's like, jiu-jitsu can be extremely intense like yeah. anything else but it's based on the individuals involved it's not based on the art itself this is something that um i think people don't truly understand like whatever you're doing it's it's a reflection of you it's a reflection of how you behave it's not a reflection of the thing itself mm -hmm. that thing can it's like when people talk about weaponry and things as well it's like that thing's only dangerous when you know i mean dynamite or whatever is put in the hands of somebody that's misusing that thing Mm. You can be a, a really nice person that ju does jiu-jitsu. You can be a really horrible, terrible individual that punishes people with jiu-jitsu. It's mm. based on the individual. Mm. What I seem to see, though, is that the longer people train jiu-jitsu, the more they actually, for whatever reason, fall into that archetype of a more decent human being because you're mm -hmm. humbled constantly and yeah. you're beaten down and destroyed and you have to kind of like try to overcome that stuff yeah. of like, you know, 
letting go of your perception of yourself and your ego and all that type of thing. But totally. jiu-jitsu can be just as intense as kickboxing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, it depends on the individuals and it depends on the training. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, it's not crazy. And, mm. and we kind of, at Gaha, we kind of create like a culture where we, again, try to focus more on learning and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you can set the intensity when you train with somebody. Like I've tested it. Like yeah. I'll, you know, go like a little bit harder and they go harder and I'm like, okay, if I feel like this person could hurt me, I'm not going to go like Crazy. nuts. Yeah, yeah. So you get to kind of decide. For sure. Really. Um, and, you know, if you don't and they're just monstering you, then maybe you can always pick and choose who you want to roll with. Train with, yeah, absolutely. I think people gravitate towards certain people. That's what I've noticed in the gym. Yeah, absolutely. Is people gravitate towards certain training partners why because they get good training out of those sessions so and that's totally okay too like you know if you're if you're thinking about coming in that's part of like training at the gym is you get to like sort of pick and choose and you know you're not gonna just be thrown with somebody that maybe you don't feel like rolling with or it's Mm. gonna destroy you so yeah that's a good point though like um to do with the the training intensity and stuff and you like you can pick and choose i, th- I think that's an important point like mm-hmm. if you're upset because a lot of people will be like oh you know you know oh, we're training too hard like maybe it's you sometimes you know <laughs> what i'm saying like maybe it's ourselves like if you're upset about the the type of training you have having mm-hmm. sometimes you have to kind of look in the mirror and say like am i creating that mm-hmm. type of training or is it the other people it might be the other people and then you go all right well I'm going to try to, if I am going to train with them again, I'm going to try and create a scenario where I don't have to train like that, like put them in a position where they can't do all the craziness. That's mm-hmm. that's the problem. Or maybe it's you and you have to adjust how you're approaching doing stuff because yeah. like what you're saying is, is like a very like well thought out logical way of thinking. And a lot of people don't think like that. You know what I mean? A lot mm-hmm. of people just turn up and just bash and bash and bash and go home and come back and do the same thing. Like, it's interesting that, you know, like how long have you been training jiu-jitsu now? Four years. Yeah, so four years. Like, even in such a short period of time, you're recognising, like, really important things that lead to, like, you know, people that have achieved black belt level or higher or gotten to high levels of jiu-jitsu, they have this type of understanding. Mm. So for somebody that's gotten it in a quite a short period of time, it, it shows that it's somebody, you're somebody that thinks about what's happening and why it happens and yeah. you question things and you analyze things. And that's the type of mindset that you need to get good at jujitsu. Like it's very difficult to get good at such a technical art mm-hmm. or something that's so diverse in the way you do it and apply it. If you don't look at it, you have to be like, introspective you need to look at what you're doing and what does that mean and Mm. if i do this that leads to that and if i do this it leads to that and yeah i I think that's just like it's a it's an admirable quality for people to have like you need to have this ability to get good at things in the world and in life and stuff and especially jujitsu so yeah well i think that came from like wanting like self-preservation like in jujitsu you know it's such a it can be a little, it can be harsh yeah. at times, like on your body. Absolutely, yeah. So wanting to just self-preservation was like what led me to that. Like, okay, well, if I'm going to be rolling with someone, how am I going to roll with them now? Am I, like, I remember when I first started though, my shoulders were always sore and I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I was like, why are my arms like aching all the time? And it's because I was just using so much strength Yeah. that um, 
yeah, and I wasn't able to train as much as I wanted to. So I'm like, okay, I got to relax a little bit, you know, like, and then I can train more and I'm not going to totally destroy my body and have to quit altogether. Yeah. You know, for me, this is a long-term thing. So yeah. um, I had to think about like, what, what do I need to do? And then other people came into that too, because, you know, you can't do jujitsu unless you have a training partner. Absolutely. So, I, I think this is very important. Like what you just mentioned, it's a long-term thing, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people, they want it to be everything so quick and so, they want to mm -hmm. get so good so quick and they get so disappointed, you know what I mean? Because jujitsu has so many variants, you know, mm -hmm. and you have to study a lot mm -hmm. and you have to like see other ways to do things and, and research and try to get more knowledge. Uh, and I noticed that uh, I've been using BJJ 101, you know, like uh, myself mm -hmm. um, to improve, you know, like that was one of my goals is, oh, I wanted to improve a little bit my game, change my game. Um, and I noticed that you're also using, um, I'm finding very interesting, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, because you have, you, everyone has a different way to do that search. Like, so, you know, like I'm looking for sections, oh, I want to improve on, a certain position, then I can I can ask someone that does the position. I can come to Anthony, Anthony, can you show me this knee lock here that goes from X guard, for example? Mm. And then he show me, and I can go back there, have a look at there, have a look at another variation, and that becomes for me a, a very interesting thing that I have to try to come in train, and I have a purpose. Yeah, you know, and this for me now it's my it's much better. That for me is what gives me like the inspiration to keep happy and having a good lifestyle. You know what I mean? For just pursuing. A new position, something that I can get better. But to do this, you definitely need to research, you know. And mm. and how are you finding this experience, like having access to the BJJ one-on-one library? Yeah. Um, and all the content that is also used in classes here. Um, yeah, I've used it a couple of times now. Um, at first, I found it, like, a little bit difficult to navigate. Personally, yeah. I was like, oh, like, trying to look for certain things. And I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe those techniques aren't there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's really good and it's... I mean, all the stuff that is in there is stuff that we do here. So it's not like you're looking at theory that you're not actually doing here or that other people aren't doing here. So I think that's really good. Um, so yeah. how do you how do you use it? Like, for example, do you look for, oh, I want to get better at the sweep from half guard and then you go there? Or do yeah. you, is that how you're doing? Yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. how I do it. And yeah. that's what I like about yeah. the, the library. Because yeah. it's divided in sections and that, it's how I operated in my jiu-jitsu. When I want to get better, I look mm -hmm. at what are my weaknesses at that time or what I want to develop even further. Yeah. Or positions in training I'm getting all the time, but I don't know another position. And that's what I'll go for. Yeah. And, like, for me, I've been using it for jogging my memory for things that we've done, like, ages ago. Ages yeah. ago, yes. you know. And, like, cool. you just... Like, you'll remember, like, I'll, I'll personally remember, like, a few things and then it won't work. And I'm like, okay, it's not that the technique isn't correct. It's that I'm missing something yeah, yeah. really important. So, I'll, like, then watch, you know, a little bit of the video. I'm like, okay, that's the thing that I was missing. Mm -hmm. So, I'm using it for that. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. We just have enough gigabytes, say. We're like, we can't keep everything else in our software here. Sometimes it's appear a little bit. We have to check. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a common thing that happens with as like people go through jujitsu. They'll like, they'll have some techniques that they like master or get to a good level with as a white belt, and then mm -hmm. it changes a little bit as a blue belt. And as they keep going, and like it, some of it gets recycled, some of it gets forgotten, some of it gets like, oh, now I'm good in this area. And yeah, it, it's a lot of it's there too, but like you kind of it's in the subconscious mind. It's not in like the mm -hmm. front of your brain and 
it's just it's, it's an interesting thing like even even people that are training all day every day like i forget positions all the time and i'll go through some of the videos to mm. put them up somewhere or do something i'm like oh wow yeah i can't remember oh i just I remember all the stuff yeah. it's interesting like like even like when you write them when you start writing like i write positions in, in lists and things like that and order them and things like that mm-hmm. sometimes and once you start writing you start like coming up with more memories of more positions and more positions and more positions yeah. and it just starts like expanding and expanding and expanding it's really interesting yeah. as like an exercise of memory and stuff like yeah. that to like write things down and and see how much you actually know mm-hmm. and i i try this like with a lot of people like i'm like all right oh you know i'm in the half guard and i'm having a hard time okay what techniques do you know from the half guard oh oh no okay like list the techniques mm-hmm. that you know oh you know i know the kimura from the half guard okay great that's one what else do you know from there oh i know the wait a sec oh and then they're like <laughs> and then they realize like they only know how many seconds do you want I mean, no nah, and then they and then they realize like oh okay i only know actually one or two techniques from that position mm-hmm. so like once you do like these exercises you, you start to actually really recognize how much do you actually remember yeah and this is very interesting because like it's easy to come here in the classes and for the three or six week block or whatever that we're doing whatever we're doing we can you know remember it then and then we move on to something else and yeah. you take two weeks off and you come back but there's no memory of that stuff now anymore mm-hmm. so you didn't do it for a period of time that was long enough for you to remember mm-hmm. so it's it's very very interesting for people to do these exercises sometimes mm-hmm. and i found the li- life you now is busier for everyone for kids for adults for teenagers than what it used to be 10 years ago yeah and there was a bit less like positions you know so now you have more positions jiu-jitsu and less kind of and more things in your mind all the time, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's more need for that, you know? Yeah. Less things we'll remember right now, you know? Yeah. Every now and then I'll, like the other day, um, like every now and then I'll have a rolling session and a technique will come back to me that literally I practiced like once, like ten, like three years ago. Yeah. yeah. And um, I find that really amazing that like it just pops into my brain. At the right time. Yeah. yeah, at the right yeah. time. I'm like, man, I totally forgot about that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, boy, I remember one day I was, um, I had a guy that came and uh, trained with me, you know, a good friend of mine trained with me and he'd done this position over and over and over with me. And then I could never figure out what he did. Mm-hmm. I normally ask people, but this one I didn't ask. And then one day I was swimming. Five years later, and then the position came and I, mm-hmm. and I got out of the swimming pool, went home and I like, Man, so that's what you do from there. It's like, it's yeah. like, yeah, I do from there, exactly. It's like, wow, you know, it just comes out of the blue as well. Creat- creativity processes coming, you know, mm-hmm. like in go. Mm-hmm. It's all stored in the subconscious mind. Yeah. It's like everything is stored. And then, you know. Yeah, yeah. it comes out later on in weird ways and stuff. Yeah. It, it's interesting <laughs> for sure. Like um, everybody's got like that story of like driving home after training all upset or annoyed or whatever and then like, oh, I should have done that, damn. And then you have to go yeah. to the next class or in the shower after class or whatever and you're like thinking about all the positions and all the reactions and everything. Like, oh, damn, I should have done that, <laughs> whatever. Like everyone has that kind of story. Well, yeah. everyone should have that story anyway. If you're thinking about it and you want to improve, Very good, yeah. you yeah. should have that story. So, totally. But yeah, most of the people that we've interviewed and talked about, they all have that same like, yeah. you know, experience. Like oh, you're driving home, it's quiet, you're not even listening to music, pissed off, annoyed or whatever yeah. or just like, destroyed or yeah. you know what i mean like demoralizing like, oh my god 
yeah. away. Oh, could have done that. That would have been better. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely everyone. Like even some of the girls have told me that and like they're brand new and they're telling me they're driving home, like thinking about the techniques and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a really interesting thing because like, like you said, like a lot of the people that come here, I don't even think a lot of the people, I think almost everybody that comes here on some level, it's about being able to protect yourself as a human being. Mm-hmm. like on some level yeah all right oh i want to get fit whatever like when people really get addicted to jiu-jitsu it's because they realize that they have no control over protecting their own life and if they were caught in a situation where someone's trying to hurt them they wouldn't do well mm-hmm. and when you finally realize that you go holy shit i need to do some work mm-hmm. so that i can look after myself mm-hmm. and it does come from like a situation of survival like that's that's why that's how we exist every all of the you know, subconscious genetic things that are in our brain. It's all based on survival. It's all based on keeping yourself alive as a human being. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, sometimes when people go and do martial arts, this trigger kind of flips in in their brain and they're like, I need to get good at this. Yeah. (laughs) Because if something bad happens, I need to know how to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And that's a really powerful kind of driving force, man. Like if if you I don't for like for, for most people that like have these experiences where they're driving home and they're thinking about it that's why it's so addictive mm. so addictive because for whatever reason in some place in your brain you know that if you actually like I would have died then yeah that person choked me from the back I would have died all right I better not die next time yeah and it's this like really like <laughs> like there's just this high high drive force behind it because it's based on survival. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's like so. you're training those um, survival instincts in a safe environment. Yeah, so you're putting yourself in a situation where, like, if you're being choked, your body does go into that automatically that that uh, survival that. Yeah. yeah mode. But the more you do that, the like the more comfortable you become with that. Yeah, the more likely you're going to survive in a situation where maybe that does happen. Maybe yeah. you know you are being attacked. And even you, not not only like exactly like a, a physical attack, but like you become more resilient. Yeah, yeah for sure. So with yeah, stress and yeah. trash mode to deal with uh, stress or anxiety or mm-hmm. like uh, something that didn't go the way you wanted to go. Which jujitsu happens every day. Yeah, which is very important because that uh, it's a need for humanity. Mm-hmm. Put this way, it is a need for humanity. Absolutely. And the thing is, is like, you know, what I mean, when we were hunter gatherer tribes and stuff like that, it's just the stresses were different. But because there was, it was normal, it was common to receive stress, it was common to be exposed to these scenarios, people dealt with it better in general. Mm. Now when we live in scenarios where we're not really exposed to much stress, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the stresses that we are exposed to are like, oh, someone said something bad about me on the internet mm-hmm. or whatever, or, oh, I've got all this pressure because I have a, a responsibility to do this job for my work or whatever. Those are the things that now facilitate the same response mm-hmm. that someone used to have running from a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I find so, that really interesting. Yeah. Like, like how that has almost like just followed through into the present moment. Like yeah. that same thing. Of, you the know, same biological response. Yeah, yeah, it's still existing, even though there's nothing to really worry about. But that's really, because we that? don't change. We're the same animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the thing is, is like technology, the world, everything's advanced, but we're the same Neanderthal. Like, we're mm-hmm. the same animal. Mm-hmm. We have the same biological triggers. We have the we same... Fight or flight. Yeah, we have the same fight Whatever. or flight. We have the same evolutionary reasons behind why our feelings... 
like every emotion, every feeling, everything that happens inside of your body and your brain and your chemicals and everything has an evolutionary reason based in survival. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is we haven't changed, but the world has. Yeah. And now we're dealing with the world the same as we used to, you know, 200,000 years ago, a million years ago, whatever. And that's a really difficult thing to navigate. Yeah. Because we're the same animal, but the world is not the same. And now we're... And, and because everything changes so quickly, because we're so advanced in certain areas and technology and stuff, we're trying to keep up with this ever, ever-changing ever world that we're not able to. You cannot keep up with it. You cannot. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. And that's really difficult to deal with. Wow. And, and the problem is, is you can't even, like, set rules for the next generation because it's yeah. different then and the next generation is different then. It's different yeah. and it's different. Yeah. And it's just this perpetual cycle of, like, trying to figure out how the hell to survive. Yeah. I think that's what's great about uh, jiu-jitsu though is like it's grounding. Absolutely, yeah. So amongst all that chaos, if you have something that's real that makes you assess yourself and like learn to be more honest with yourself, Mm. that is kind of like where the the bliss and the peace is. That's that's where people find it. And I think that's why people find it addictive. Addictive, 100%. Because because you're returning to that. You're returning to behaving and learning through the same ways we've always learned. As mm-hmm. opposed to how we're taught or told to learn now, and yeah. that's that's what's changed. Yeah, like the things that we tell people to do or encourage people to do, we don't actually know if it works. Mm-hmm. But this stuff, wrestling, yeah, like you know, cooking food and interacting and doing all these things, these things have always existed. These things have always been in ways that people connect and learn about the world and each other. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason. We're always being pushed to move away from that. But actually, you should be forcing people into doing that more and more. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why Why do you feel that we're being pushed the, away? I don't want to get like too like, mm. you know, philosophical or conspiracy <laughs> theorists or anything like that. But like, it, 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 look, there's a small group of people that govern for themselves and not for the majority. And, that, mm. and that's what I believe. I believe mm. that there's a small group of people that govern the world, that govern nations, that govern whatever. And unfortunately, a lot of people that are put in those positions, they don't govern for the best case scenario for other people. They govern for the best case for themselves. Yep. So they encourage people to do things that help them mm. and help them continue to succeed or be better than and encouraging people to do the best for them. Yeah. And that's what the problem is, I believe. Anyway. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, there's I, and, and there's a lot more... Um, there's a lot more... Uh, options right now you know what i mean there's so many avenues that people are going there are so many uh people are taking pills people are using drugs you know yep. pills are uh like people are self-medicating themselves left yeah. right right over the center in america going crazy for example there are so many drugs that should never be like selling and they are mm-hmm. and 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 uh so i think that there is also that like people are finding into drugs people are finding other ways to deal with rather than actually exposing themselves to, to the, the, just feelings that they, they normally would have anyway, you know? Yeah. It's okay yeah. to have fear. Yeah. It's okay to, to yeah. feel anxious, you know, but how are you dealing with that? Mm-hmm. Anxiety is mm-hmm. just the other part of the coin of excitement, you know yeah. what I mean? We just have to deal with it, mm-hmm. you know? I know, but this is like kind of the point that I'm making. You're encouraged to do those things. You go to the doctor. They don't tell you to work out, go to the <laughs> do all this stuff. What do they do? They write you a prescription. Yeah. Because you, they're yeah. encouraged to do that because yeah. there's a benefit for people. Yeah. A financial benefit Correct. most of the time. Cool, yeah. absolutely. I, I think that um, a lot of those people that are like depressed, um, they don't have a sense of community. Like when you live in a big city, 
Mm. It's if you like zoom out and look at it like on the macro, it's just all these people living all these different Extremely lives. Extremely isolating. Yeah. yeah, people need a sense of community, so, and like a community <laughs> isn't a massive like five million people. It's small groups of people, like yeah, small tribes. Niche, yeah, yeah, tribes, and like that's kind of what a you know BJJ gym is. Hundred percent. And I think that's what makes it so um, but like I- attractive is that sense of community and family. Um, yes. You know, yes. so it's it's like an antidepressant. Basically, 100%. But I mean, there is that which is Jiu Jitsu promotes like amazingly well, and it's also like I was talking to Anthony the other day you gotta be eating well, you gotta Mm -hmm. be doing regular exercise, you have to sleep well. You know, there's a balance to be done as well. Look after yourself, you know, just like you know, a car, otherwise, you're gonna get it started to have a few problems. eh? That's true because you could still train, smoke, drink. Yeah, eat feel like terrible. crap yeah. and then tra- like train yeah. and you know be like i do jujitsu you know feel terrible exactly. yeah like now there's, a, there's some <laughs> there's some really simple things that people overlook like they don't sleep seven plus hours a day yeah they don't eat healthy they don't exercise 30 plus minutes a day pretty much or five times a week or whatever even if it was only four or five times a week for half an hour like yeah these most basic level things a lot of people overlook and the thing with like the tribe stuff is like there's a lot of data to support that stuff. Like a lot of people can't remember more than 150 to 200 names because of how we evolved and yeah. that's the size of tribes and blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. the, the way we live now, like you're saying, in, you know, cities of 25 million people sometimes, mm-hmm. it's extremely isolating. Yeah. Especially in more Western countries, the more money you have, the more isolated you are. You don't yeah. even live around people that you care about. You live by yourself in a yeah. big house. That's yeah. it. Or with your partner maybe or whatever. Like... The, the whole whole system of how people interact and stuff is not beneficial for the individual. Yeah. It's it, it's not geared to be, like, helping you. It's geared to help a particular group of people. Yeah. Whether it's being, like, large business owners, whatever. Like, it's not geared to be the best case scenario. And that's why I think, like, through COVID, through all these other things, like, a lot of people have changed their approach. They realise, or, you know, a major... Um, scenario of health or stuff happens in someone's family people reconsider their priorities and they go holy shit wait a second yeah i don't want to work and have a career and do this stuff i want to raise my children yeah oh wait a second i don't want to do this stuff i want to move back and i want to live close to my grandparents or my parents i don't want to live too close to everyone and be more family and mm-hmm. a lot of people moved out of large cities and bought acreages and things like that like mm-hmm. that became That's something that a lot of people you know <laughs> what i mean started to do through COVID and stuff and started growing their own food and getting animals and doing all this stuff because mm. they return like when bad things happen, there's two things you can do with it. You can just become the victim and sit and complain and go, Oh, the world sucks and it's not fair. Or you can go, Holy shit, all right, now I understand this through this experience and I'm gonna do whatever I can to have the best outcome. Yeah. And for a lot of people it changed their priorities. It changed the fact that like I'm not, why would I stay committed to a business, a system or whatever that has, doesn't care about me? They don't yeah. care about me. If you fall down a cliff and die, they're going to advertise your do- job tomorrow. <laughs> That's how it works. It doesn't stop for you. Yeah. It's not personal. Yeah. It's business. It's about certain things. Yeah. And it's extremely non-personal. A lot of people realize too that they could do, like I, I know some people that worked in offices and they noticed that, they could do all the work that they did in yeah. eight hours and three hours and then spend time with their kids. And then they would like have to look at their kids' homework and they're like, what, what are you learning here? Like, yeah. so now they're more involved in their kids' learning. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important, yeah, for uh, sure. you know, for like 
parents to be around their children as much as possible. And if they're working all the time, they're not, they're not going really to be yeah. there to raise them, are they? No. So and that's difficult. Someone else and that's, dif- that's difficult in, you know, like Western scenarios because like cost of living is so high and all this stuff, it becomes very difficult for people to yeah. implement the learn the teaching and the le- and like help with the learning that they cho- that they want their children to have because they're just so busted out trying to just make ends meet and stuff and it's mm. it's not easy but that's the world we live in and you know it, there's you know you can complain about that stuff here in a first world country but there's so many people that have it so much worse and yeah totally like, it's just different problems and different scenarios but I think the more people revert back to their natural roles. Mm-hmm. All right, like living off the land and doing all these things, the happier people are, man. Mm-hmm. You you don't go to third world countries and everyone like everyone's depressed and one in every four people is on antidepressant medication. They're not. They don't have the. They don't have the luxury of that. Yeah. And if like man, go to Africa and there's and they got they have nothing. You know what I mean? They got no shoes and they got one pair of shorts mm-hmm. and they're all partying and dancing and doing all this stuff and they're all having a great time because they're around people. They're around their tribe. They're around all stuff. Yeah. Of course, they have other struggles that are horrible, but they're generally happier people. Yeah. There's something wrong with how we live yeah. in certain countries because people are not happy. They live in, you know, 10-bedroom <laughs> mansions with, you know, their trophy wife or whatever, and they're all miserable and the wife's miserable and they're miserable or whatever. And it's just, it's interesting for yeah. me because you don't have to be a genius or look at all these data and studies, which you can do to prove the same stuff, to in blatantly in your face recognize the same thing. Yeah. Just let's go back to coaching. Okay. Um, what are what is your um, like? How do you feel like? Have you been coaching uh, ladies and uh, kids classes as well for a while? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you getting out of this experience? Uh, you know, for your own personal development, your own jujitsu. Also, mm-hmm. you know, like, boy, I've seen like how being constant with you. You know, watching very closely uh, from the beginning. Yeah. To like where like everyone like oh, I'm not not sure if I can do this, you know, and slowly get into it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Started to feel more confident, and the mm-hmm. more you do, the more confident you get. Um, and to the point where now you start teaching by yourself, you know, yeah. and you run the whole class, you know, and the girls are have a great bond and, and they're yeah. learning a lot. So how do you do you feel about that? Yeah. That experience. Oh man, it's it's like the most challenging thing I've ever done, but I like it because it is challenging. And I always ran from challenges okay. um, when I was younger. I would just like, something would get hard and I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do it. And yeah. I'd just kind of walk away. And I did that for a really long time. So, um, yeah, but this is, it's changing who I am as a person. And I like what it's, do- what it's doing to me. Like it's okay. making me more confident. It's making me look at myself more honestly. It's making me look at jujitsu and the techniques and actually um, – understand what i'm doing i think when i um started i just do the technique and you know that was it mm-hmm. but now i'm actually thinking like quite deeply and i think about jiu-jitsu a lot now yeah so um yeah it's it's almost like the coaching and jiu-jitsu kind of goes hand in hand, hand in and it, it's, sure, yeah. it's almost like um there's a quote some how you do one thing is how you do everything yeah, yeah. so like the better I get at coaching, the better my jiu-jitsu gets. And the better at jiu-jitsu you get, yeah. the better you get at coaching. Yeah, it, I really like that. So, um, yeah, it's definitely the, the best thing I've ever done for myself. Yeah. And this, like, it's really special, like, to have these victories. That's something that you said you always run or, like, away from it. Like, this mm-hmm. is something that 
the amount of confidence that built on us, you know, like I'm talking, I had the same thing in my life, you know, that yeah. experience um, that like you able to overcome like a barrier that you have or fear that you have yeah. that victory. It's, there's no price you can put on it. So I completely understand what is related to what you just said. Is yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Go and on. the bar just gets lifted. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to lift it really for yourself. Right. Mm. But, you know, if there's an opportunity and the bar can be lifted, you know, it's, do I take it? Do I? Yeah. But you didn't run off. You no, know, like, like you, went, you went for it. So. Yeah. So I think yeah, the yeah. catalyst so to that is always accepting more responsibility, which is like what 100%. you're doing. You know what I mean? So yeah. like one way for a lot of people to improve is respect is accept the responsibility of I'm going to go and compete. Oh, yeah. that's stressful. That's dangerous. That's a challenge. Yeah. All right. You take the responsibility of if you don't get your shit in order, you're going to lose. Yes. That's a responsibility you have. Yeah. Yeah. You do it with coaching, it's even more extreme. Yeah. Because now you have to teach other people. You have to be mm-hmm. so understanding of the positions and the scenarios that you're going to explain and teach to somebody else. Yeah. Because they have to work. Yeah. So, like, I think this is a really cool thing that people don't get until they put in positions to do it. And it's like the more responsibility you take on in life mm-hmm. and, like, that responsibility is your, yours, mm-hmm. um, the, the more you have the opportunity to become the person you want to be. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm happier. Like, yeah. I'm happier. Um, whereas I thought before running um, from responsibility was, uh, well, I'm, I can stay comfortable and, and safe, mm. but I wasn't happy. No. So I, I find I'm, I'm much happier now that I'm actually taking on challenges and my life, and it's more exciting, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> more and, interesting. But it improves in all levels, like you said, like the way you feel about yourself, the way you yeah. do everything in life changes because you, you're becoming a better version of yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we've kind of talked about this a heap of times too, but there's this like – misconception in the world that like if you plateau and you stay in a comfortable place like Mm -hmm. oh you just stay the same as you are yeah i actually look at it more like that so Mm -hmm. you're either moving forward or you're going backwards okay you can't really stay in this stasis place where you're just like oh i've gotten to this level and now i'm that's it no no, no. unfortunately one of the realities of the world is i think that you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards Mm -hmm. and you build momentum in both directions Yes, yeah, so true. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, if, if when you're challenging yourself and taking on responsibility and more responsibility and more of this stuff, mm-hmm. it's stressful and it's hard and all this stuff, but you always feel better about it all. Yeah. And when you decide to close off from things and avoid things and do all this stuff, you start to actually spiral downwards or build momentum in the other mm-hmm. direction. That's mm-hmm. how I see it and that's how I felt about it yeah. throughout my life experiences and stuff and what I've noticed and what I've read and heard yeah. and all that type of stuff. So yeah. I think that's a really important point for people to get. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, like in terms of consistency. So yeah. you can be consistent at training and get healthier and fitter, but you can also consistently sit on the couch and get lazier and, you know, worse off and more depressed. Like yeah. both are happen because of consistency yeah what are you doing the most what actions are you taking the yeah. most and that will equal the result yeah absolutely basically yeah it's yeah. a good point for sure mm. people don't it's think just... about consistent in the negative way you yeah know what I'm saying? yeah they only like, think oh, about it in like a eating positive. a burger yeah yeah what? yeah it's very <laughs> interesting what you said yeah it's very interesting yeah it's true no one thinks about the negative way but it's exactly the same spiral yeah 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 Oh, yeah, I'll have one beer today. The next day, you have three. Then, then when you see you drinking the whole week, you know, and yeah. just keep going there. <laughs> You're like, and now I'm not going to train. And then when you see it, my God, <laughs> 20 kilos down the track. <laughs> it's very easy. I think it's very easy to um, just pick that, pick the thing that's comfortable. Simple, and the easiest yeah. thing is excuse. Not is actually good for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, comfort is nice, warm and fuzzy feeling. But the thing is, is it's like, 
not always the things that feel the best are actually good for you. you know they're going to make yeah. you happier. Yeah, that's the problem. That's they're the problem. Make you happy. And and actually, I think that I think it's like the eighty twenty rule all the time. Like mm -hmm. you, your life should be eighty percent struggle and twenty percent indulgence and fun and joy. And it's like if yeah. you do it the other way, like if you eighty percent of the time enjoy things all the time and everything's joy and enjoyment, nothing means anything. Mm -hmm. what's the point of anything like every oh everything's great like the things that felt great don't feel good anymore because mm -hmm. you just indulge in them all the time yeah your life's not supposed to be easy yeah <laughs> that that's not how we evolved as a, as a species life was never easy we were struggling for survival all the time and now that life is easy if you don't create those struggles by doing jujitsu mm -hmm. by taking on responsibility by working out by going to bed and sleeping seven hours and getting up early and doing all this stuff whatever yeah you you feel pretty worthless like you that you don't have a purpose for existing mm -hmm. and so yeah yeah the responsibility thing that's that's massive mm. like taking responsibility for everything and your, like yourself mm. like mm. how you feel and you know not being a victim yeah i think um yeah i mean if you don't take responsibility it's very easy just to become a victim victim yeah. to everything in life yeah you know like i'm not good enough i can't do this blah 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 like and it's I mean, the easy. other thing, the other thing, Jess, as well, like how important is the, like we got a lot of like at the ladies class, we got a lot of like 14, even 13, mm -hmm. but 14, 15, 16, like that formation process, right? Like mm. uh, crucial phase, you know, um, and we have like how important for them to have um, exposure ladies, to these, to have ladies already, you know, like they're already being formed uh, yeah. and, and the characters formed and everything like interact with them you know this is amazing you know like you can feel how much they get out of that you know jiu-jitsu yeah it's a perfect place for that to happen a hundred percent because uh you become your environment really yeah. whatever you if you put yourself in a bad environment to not become that i mean it takes a lot of willpower but for the for the girls that are coming here to be in an environment that's supportive and empowering that's just um, that's setting them up for life i think Personally. But um, this is this is true empowerment. It's not like yeah, this empowerment true. where people like get into a group and then just champion <laughs> themselves for like doing whatever they did, no matter how retarded the behavior is. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. True empowerment, like, like I don't even like using the word because it's such like a woke trigger word or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. like this empowering thing is like doing the hard work and getting the results. Like, there's yeah. no in between. Like sitting around and in like, a good environment. In a good, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. But like. The, the environment's good because all the other people that are in the work. environment have done the work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? So like proof of work. Sitting work. sitting in a circle <laughs> of people. Proof of work. Yeah, proof, proof of, of work, work. absolutely. Cool yeah. But like sitting we in a group of people a... that <laughs> sitting in a group of people that just sing Kumbaya and do right. all this stuff and say that and champion each other, yeah. like, oh you go girl or you go man, nah, do this. like th th there's nothing comes from that stuff. Yeah. It's all mumbo Jess, jumbo. I think you create a really good Proof you know, of work. Yeah, proof of work. I can see that in cover books and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. So just one other thing to do with like the responsibility stuff is mm -hmm. like you, you've competed before and stuff as well. Yeah. And like, would you have, like, do you have anything to say that people, like some of the girls that may want to compete or that type of thing, do you have anything that you can like just comment on to do with competition? Like some people are not sure if they should compete or they, oh, you know, how should I approach it? Like, do you have anything that you can mention on that? Um, I feel like when I first competed, I learned what 100% was. Okay. Like, actually, like, 
You're going for real. Yeah, because yeah, I wasn't, sometimes I wasn't sure yeah. in the gym. Like I'd be training with someone. I'm like, like it feels like they're going 100%, but maybe they're not, yeah. you know. But I learned what 100% was when I actually went and competed. Yeah. So that was um, a massive, like, kind of eye-opener for me. Yeah. And I felt like that actually gave me an understanding of, like, how to, like, navigate and, like, what to do with my training yeah. from that point. So okay. I think that. It sets a baseline to some extent. Yeah. 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 Um, proof work. Proof of work. Proof of work. <laughs> yeah. Gives so you what, a perspective what, on, on how extreme it can be. Yeah. yeah. What was the question exactly though? It was more like how, um, like, do you have anything that you can mention to some of the other girls or ladies or even guys that want to compete yeah. after you've been competing? Like some people just kind of like, are, are like very tentative. They want to do it, but they're not sure. Like, yeah. can, can you just walk through maybe like your thought process when you decided to compete and stuff okay. like that. Okay. Well, when I decided to compete, uh, what I didn't do was I didn't find somebody to do like training with. Yeah. I think you need to have a few people that you can actually work with and bounce ideas off. I was a little bit too uh, like nervous to ask for help. So yeah. I think if you're going to compete, ask for help, uh, find people that you can train with and, um, yeah, actually put in the hours and do the training. Don't just show up to the competition thinking, oh, like I've done like a you know a few sessions. I'm see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think you've said this before. Like if you have that attitude of we'll see what happens, you're gonna have we'll see what happens result. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually have to set a goal. I heard that so many times. Yeah, Don't, I'm just gonna give it a go. I was like, well, yeah, is, uh, you can do. It preparation then give it a go you know yeah prepare. and don't try to do things that you've just learned <laughs> mm. that's YouTube. very common the that's very common no no like, do you know do you know what the most I'm common i'm serious listen to me <laughs> do you know what the most common thing is for people when they're competing they're like oh i'm gonna compete how do i do a flying triangle yeah yeah oh i'm competing this weekend cool. how do i do a flying armbar always people want to do a flying they don't want to win style yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. That's something they never done before. And get enough sleep. Like my first competition, I was so nervous. I had half an hour sleep. Oh wow! Um, before, and I think I like I ended up winning the bout. I had two matches, but I think Lucas helped me because yeah. he was in the like the bullpen, yeah. yelling like um, neon belly, neon belly. So I did neon belly, and I won the match. Yeah. That so, way. but this is a very important point. I tell people. I had no like, idea what I was doing. Just to, to know the rules as well. Yes, like know the rules. Like you're going to play a game and you're going there to give it a go, but you don't know how you, to make it to win. Yeah. How crazy yeah. is that? Or what to do that you're going to not to have allow the other person to do, otherwise you're going to lose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely um, know the rules. And you're probably not going to remember all the rules, like the first competition. You're probably going to forget a bunch of things. Yeah. Just like every other thing that it's you might basic, study. Yeah. Um, but definitely do a little bit of study. Um, there's heaps of people here that do compete and yeah. you know, yourself and Lucas have yeah. a lot of knowledge of the competition rules. Yep. Ask for help. That, ask yeah, questions. that's a big one. Yeah. Don't. Everyone's happy to help. You just actually have to ask. Yeah. And know. I think that's probably the hardest part though for a lot of people is being, they feel kind of like, oh, maybe I'll just do it myself, you know. Mm. And um, another thing is bring somebody, bring a friend or, you know, a coach or something like that. You can go there alone. I've done a couple of, a couple of competitions alone, but it sucked. Yeah, it was no. Not I've good. competed everywhere alone too. Like it's it is what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's always better to have somebody there supporting you and yeah. helping you and stuff like that. Um, but like 
it's not always possible. It's not always the way you can do it. But like, yeah, it's always yeah. going to be any type of support is going to be good. You know what I mean? So mm. it's yeah. good. Yeah, true. Uh, Jess, do you have any other hobbies aside from jiu-jitsu? Um, yeah, some other hobbies. I do like a little bit of drawing, but I feel like jiu-jitsu kind of takes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Most people that get addicted to jiu-jitsu, they don't do anything. Yeah. They just do jiu-jitsu. Do you like reading? Um, a little bit. A only, little bit? yeah, certain books. I found, like, as I got older, because when I was younger, in school you'd have to, they give you a book to read, yeah. right? And I felt like that made me not enjoy reading because I'm like, oh, I have to read this book. Forced to do it, yeah. But if I really want to read something, then I really enjoy reading. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, so art, that, and now mowing lawns. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got lots of lawn now, huh? Well, yeah. The, our landlord, I um, when we moved in, she would mow the lawns. And I'd look at her and I'd be like, how is she out there for like six hours? Like, this looks so boring. So, but then I started mowing lawns. I'm like, this is actually really fun. You literally- yeah, it, go into like a different it's world. It's really amazing. I, I love gardening. I start <laughs> loving gardening. I like, uh, yeah, and it has the same same effect on me. Like, yeah, you just getting feel outside, like getting into the zone, and yeah, and after you're so tired as well. Eh? Yeah, yeah, exhausted. I feel like I've been in a different dimension because the the mower like vibrates and it just puts you like in a different dimension. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Workproof. Yeah. <laughs> Proof yeah. of work. Proof man. of work. You're getting, of work. You're getting the words mixed up, Eduardo. Proof of work. What did you, what did you say? He said workproof. Workproof. Yeah. Proof we'll just work. make it workproof. Yeah. <laughs> Proof of work. Yeah. yeah, but that yeah, that's very interesting. Like all, all of the things you mentioned about competition and stuff are, are really important for people. Like absolutely, if you if you're mm. planning on competing, make sure you come and ask. Definitely yeah. go and learn the rules. And like Eduardo said, at least the basics. Learn the learn how you're going to get disqualified. Yeah. How you can score some mm. points. Stuff yeah. like that. You got to do again. Like you got to do the work to have the outcome you want. There's no. Mm. That's maybe you know. There's something that we can take from this episode. The the proof of work is very important. You know what I mean? So yeah. If you, if you do all the things you have to do, you're probably going to have a good outcome in the competition you do. If you do all the things you're supposed to do, you probably have a decent outcome in life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you cannot, like, have a delusional view and then be upset with the result. Like, you've got to do certain things to have certain outcomes. And I think jiu-jitsu really helps with that. Yeah. Because at least, even if it's just on a physical level, you start to learn that. And then you know what happens? that starts to transfer in different portions of your life and different areas of your life too. Like you're saying, the way the way you do one thing is the way you do lots of other things. So. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Cool. Well, Jess, anything else? Final considerations, I think? And no. Do you want to say about something else? No, 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 no. Not, not right now. No, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me in and thanks for building this gym and, you know, having this gym here for everybody to train. I really respect what you do, like... I was thinking about uh, instructors the other day and what they're doing for communities like martial art instructors and how what we do here ripples out yeah. into the community. So I was like, man, I have such a deep respect for people who are running these gyms, you know, just quietly running these gyms, like mm. building these monsters, <laughs> mm-hmm. warriors and stuff. So, yeah. But uh, that's that's exactly the same feeling that I when I understood the dimension of how much people – was I was with the initiative and the teamwork we are helping. Yeah. I felt completely connected and 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 kind of like feel like man, this is this is I had there is a there is something to pursue. You know, there's like a 
I, I come happy, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's, you say that sounds like cliche, but like you work hard, but it doesn't feel so hard, you know, because mm -hmm. of that, you know, you're helping. There's a purpose in your work, you know? Yeah, mm. uh, purpose. It's awesome. But thanks as well, like you being a big part of that purpose and you being, uh, Helping, bring a lot yeah, of uh, happiness and lifestyle for a lot of people as well, you know? So, absolutely, it, it, You know what I mean? It takes like a community to run this type of stuff. Like yeah. you're saying, like it's not one person. You know? It's the environment. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's all the other people that help and contribute and all the other people that help each other as well. Like it's just like a trickle-down effect, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah, like the more people get involved, the better for the world, the better for them. Like, you know, thank you so much for coming mm -hmm. on and sharing like your kind of knowledge and your perspective and your understanding of everything and yeah, yeah. appreciate it thanks for having me on no problem thank, thank you, you. alright thanks Bus. Bus.